Time now for Christian Carguy Theater with today's episode, Tight is Right, Part 3. Previously, on Tight is Right, Part 2, Nahum looks up to see what appears to be a convoy headed his way. Jimmy's pulling up in his Jeep. His parents and grandmother are pulling in, along with Eustace in the patrol car with his lights flashing, pulling in behind Jimmy. Well, young man, yeah. You may have fixed my Corolla, but you, you, you're in a, a heap of serious trouble here. Now, let's see. Uh, hit and run, uh, destroying private property, and according to your parents, driving while talking on your cell phone. Now, that is reckless endangerment if I ever heard of it. Now, now just what do you have to say for yourself? Hmm? Uh, uh, you're uh, young man. Corolla boy. How come you didn't charge out any parts? Yeah, Jimmy, to break uh, why did you answer the phone um, while you were driving? Uh, uh, you men all deserve some answers, and Jimmy will be with you momentarily. But first, he and I need some mother's son time. So, excuse us for a few minutes. Jimmy's mom makes quick work out of taking Jimmy back to Nahum's private office, while the men all stand around looking kind of dumbfounded at each other, and Grandma just shrugs her shoulders. And now, Tight is Right, Part 3. Jimmy, feeling cornered and overwhelmed, angrily stomps into the office with his mom close behind. Meanwhile, outside, Jimmy's dad, Deputy Eustace, and Nahum reason amongst themselves as Pastor Jack drives up to join them. Ken, I I do not mean to criticize you about your son, but he is in a heap of trouble. Yeah, yeah, I understand, Eustace. I I just don't understand what's gotten into him. He's basically a pretty good kid. When he answered the phone, I had no idea he was driving. Well, he sure messed up things with that valve job on the Corolla. I mean, he got it fixed, but he didn't charge for the parts. I'm sorry. Don't mean to seem greedy, Pastor Jack, but doggone it, I gotta charge for the parts. Gotta keep in business, you know. I understand, Nam. We all have to make a living. I I was just concerned about Jimmy. I mean, he ran into Mr. Blake's headstone in the cemetery and knocked it over, and and Mrs. Blake, as you know, is nearly 100, and she puts flowers in the little metal vase every Sunday, and Jimmy flattened it, I'm afraid. Thankfully, of course, Jimmy was okay, but then he just took off. Meanwhile, the car parts are chiming in with their two cents about Jimmy's behavior. Guido Gasket pipes up. Jimmy took off, huh? Made a quick getaway. I'd like to give him a good send-off. To the moon, Jimmy. What do you say, Tommy Tensioner? For once, I'm inclined to agree with you, Guido Gasket. You know, it's getting downright dangerous to drive with Jimmy. He's giving me a tension headache. And he's making you look pretty foolish, Gracie Gears Tank. How are you feeling? Well, I always try to give Jimmy the benefit of the doubt, but I have to admit I'm all shook up and have a little gas problem. I felt like my windshield wipers were coming off when we hit that headstone. I think I lost some of my fluid. I noticed you lost some of your fluid too, Mosey Motor Oil. Yeah, hey, uh, all I can say is oil vey. Well, I, I, hey, I can also say that I'm pretty down and out after that. Oil gone, you may say. Speaking of gone, I'm surprised the luck nuts are still with us. Are you still there, boys? Andy? Roy? Jack? Hey, you nuts, are you still there? Talk to us, Jack. Faith and Begora, we're hanging in for dear life. May the saints preserve us. 
Roy, Andy, how you tell me, lads? Of course we're here. We're tough. We're strong. We hang together. Yeah, uh, sure, it's been a bit of a rough ride, but hey, we're still here. Right, Andy? <laughs> hey, man, it's all cool in the shade, you know what I'm saying? It takes more than this to, to shake up the lug nuts. <laughs> Although I must admit, Jimmy is more nuts than we are. Isn't that right, French offender? But of course. It is terrible what Monsieur Jimmy is doing. Oh, my poor finish is finished, Gracie. Scratched to the max. We just have to hope that his mom will talk some sense into Jimmy. So while everyone exchanges opinions, Jimmy is sitting in the office red-faced, sullen, and looking down at the floor, feeling a boatload of emotions while his mom finishes pacing and sits down. Jimmy, son, can you please look at me? Thank you. I know you're upset. I'm not angry with you. I'm really not. I'm just trying to sort this out, all right? I don't have all the answers, but I honestly just want to help you. I know the Lord can help us figure it out, okay? I guess. I don't know, Mom. I feel like I've dug myself into some deep hole and I can't get out. I don't even understand, so how can I expect you to understand? Or any of them? I can't even pray about it. Jimmy, we all make mistakes. We're all human. That's why we need a savior. Your dad and I both make mistakes, believe me. Can you tell me how all of this started? You're not gonna like it. Try me. I may not like it, but at least let's talk about it. Well, it all started when I told Nahum a lie. Well, I didn't really tell him a lie. I just sort of let him believe something that wasn't true. That's kind of like a lie. Yeah, I guess. Okay, this is a start. Jimmy, I'm going to share with you about a time when I told a lie to my mom. To Grandma. She never did tell my dad. But she had a talk with me, just like I'm talking with you right now. What did you do? Well, it was when I was 17 years old. And when I look back, I realized that I was really at a crossroad. I had made the choice to deceive Grandma. I told her I was going to a youth meeting at church. And you didn't go? No. I decided to meet a guy. Not your dad. But he was a guy I thought I was crazy in love with. Crazy was the operative word. My parents didn't approve of him. But I just decided to do it my way. I just ignored that voice in my head that was trying to warn me. What happened? Well, he took me to a party where there was a lot of drinking, and the police came. The police? Yep. Fortunately, I was able to get out the back door and ran home as fast as I could. I was a wreck, and Grandma met me at the door, and she asked me. Katie Ellen, where have you been? I went to the meeting at church, Mom. Really? Yeah. Katie Ellen... Your friend Christy called and asked where you were because you were supposed to share your testimony tonight. She was very disappointed that you weren't there. Oh, Mom, I just decided not to go. Honey, you can tell a lie, but the truth will be in your favor. Oh, Mom. Oh, I went to the party with Chip. There was drinking and, and then the police came. I managed to get out, but... Oh, Mom, I'm so sorry. You're at a crossroads, Katie Ellen. I suggest you go to your room and pray about this. Remember, the way of the world is the broad way, but it's a dead end. God's way is narrow, but it leads to everlasting life with Him. So, what happened? I asked Grandma and God to forgive me and to keep me on His road. I met your dad a few months later. I'm so glad I went God's way. 
the road less traveled. But that one lie could have really messed up my life. Yeah, it was that one lie that messed up everything for me, too. Jimmy explains the whole story to his mom, how he let Nahum think that he did a more expensive job on Eustace's Corolla, and how that led to all the rest of that messed up day. Jimmy, let me just offer some of my thoughts, okay? Okay. First of all, I've learned the hard way that our choices have consequences. We all make bad choices at times, but we know that Jesus will forgive us if we tell him we're sorry. He said he would never leave us or forsake us. You believe that, don't you? Yeah. But it's important to learn from our mistakes. Hebrews 2.1 says, We must listen very carefully to the truths we have heard, or we may drift away from them. We have to be careful with our choices or we can drift away from God's truth, one compromise at a time. You can begin to get loose in your living and in the choices you make. Huh, just like the lug nuts. The lug nuts? Yeah, that's why the Jeep started wobbling. I didn't tighten the lug nuts when I rotated the tires. I was in too much of a hurry. I was even saying, right as tight, as I put the lug nuts back on the wheels, but didn't tighten them enough. And tight is right, isn't it? We need to stay tight in the Word of God, tight about the choices we make in life. Even the little ones can add up when we make the wrong choices, and we get loose, and we start to wobble and get off course, and eventually crash. Wow, Mom, that is good. That is pretty cool. It's a good parable. Tight is right. (laughs) Tight is right. Do you think you're ready to pray now? Yes, and ready to face what I've done, and to ask for forgiveness. Thanks, Mom. I needed that. Tight is right. Amen. And now, here's Danny Dipstick and Randy Radiator to review today's episode. Look, Randy, it's true what Sharon Alder said. Some of the most beautiful things worth having in your life come wrapped in a crown of thorns. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Daddy. Uh, Where do you get this stuff? Uh, But that sure applies to Katie Ellen. She thought her failure as a young girl was a disqualifier, but God knows it makes her uniquely qualified to help her son with his failure. Because Jimmy was easily drawn to relating to his mother's humble confession. (laughs) And then he was restored through seeing his own guilt and the opportunity to make it right. (laughs) Well, because right will make him tight with his family and friends again. Uh Uh-huh, Jimmy can get back on the right track with his right foot forward, going in the right direction, right down his alley, right off the bat. Am I right, Randy? Oh boy, well, this time you left me somewhere. (laughs) Say goodbye, Daddy. Uh See you later, Radiator.